welcome back to a brand new episode of Red, White, and Brown, brought to you by Daisy's.Live. And today we got a very special treat for you guys. We have Tasha here with us. Tasha is a grad student over at NYU, and I'll let Tasha just introduce herself a little bit. Tasha, welcome aboard. How's it going? Thanks, Michael. Uh, it's going really well. Hi, everyone. So nice for you to have me. My name is Tasha Rundawa. Uh, like Michael said, I'm a grad student at NYU, but very a native um, studied film. So I think this is a really good platform for me. I might have some, you know, valuable things to say and contribute. So thanks for having of course. me. Of course. And, and welcome, guys... welcome on board uh, Team Daisy's Our Life, Tasha. Daisy's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tasha will be writing reviews, be uploading content right alongside me and Mira, and very excited to have her. If you guys know Mira, you guys will love Tasha because just like M, Tasha also has a hunk hot list of her own. And we're very excited to be diving into the first film on this series, which is Spirited, which has the lovely Ryan Reynolds. We always talk about him here on this show. We got two people. He's not hung hot list. He's perennial hung hot list. He is exactly. He's he the is god the of hung hot lists. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to M. Take it away because Spirited was a great little musical that came out um, around the holiday times, and we loved it. So want to want to just have M start us off here. So do you know there's a little his history about Spirited? Um, of course, the fact that it is based on Charles Dickens' novel, A Christmas Carol. And of course, there are versions of the Christmas Carol that, that found its way into popular culture through the years in different forms. But in 2019, Apple actually won the rights after a competitive bidding war for this movie that is written by uh, Sean Anders and John Morris. And Will Ferrell was slated to star in the movie and Ryan Reynolds was cast opposite him in another leading role. But in November 2022, when the movie was finally released, Anders, who'd, um, who, uh, who had previously directed Daddy's Home, um, was the one to direct the movie. Uh, it was released in theaters first, of course, and then it found its way into Apple TV just around Christmas time. And because, you know, my history with Christmas time and holidays is watching a lot of Hallmark movies, <laughs> I finally found my way to Apple TV to watch. Watch this movie because of Ryan Reynolds. I wouldn't have watched it had it not been a Ryan Reynolds movie. But I have to tell you, I completely loved the movie. It, um, uh, it's a story. You know, uh, Christmas Carol, the story was based in 1843 for Scrooge, who is a frugal, lowly man. And he doesn't want relationships with anybody, but one night he's visited by the ghost of his old, old business partner, the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. And this movie actually takes off in the modern times with Christmas past, present, and future. And I absolutely, I have to tell you one, if you love musicals, you will love this movie. Uh, if you love Ryan Reynolds, there's no way you can watch this movie. And this movie is intelligently very, very, very funny. But before I tell you more about it, I would want uh, Tasha to talk to us about this movie. Tasha, you watched it too. What do you think? I did watch it. I think it was great. You know, um, as every good movie starts, it all starts with a Karen. Um, I thought that was a great, this is such a great opener, right? You know, the, this, this terrible Karen person, she's literally a soccer mom watching kids play soccer. They're trying to redeem her and it sets the whole story in this very modern kind of way where I think everyone can relate to that kind of caricature of a person and it ties it all together with the story, like in such an incredible way. Like Mira said, it's a musical, um, so that sometimes, you know, musicals can drag a little, but then they make fun of the fact that they're a musical. 
and that it lasts so long. Like some of the lyrics are literally, please stop singing. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's a really funny, funny movie. It was done so well. I think um, it passed really fast. You know, those movies that just absorb you and you don't have to kind of go, oh my gosh, when is this going to end? It was such a great film. And of course, anything Ryan Reynolds is in is going to be fantastic. Well, and you know, one thing one thing that I found awesome about this movie is Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds seem like actually destined for the stage, right? Like they are actors that are very versatile and like watching them in this like more of a theatrical setting was something I like really enjoyed because I've watched Will Ferrell since I was little. And, you know, little did I know back then he was actually like this you know, great actor, you know, coming in, he found his niche in the, you know, slapstick comedy, but seeing him in this, like, theatrical role, it's awesome, and same thing with Ryan Reynolds, right? I think we can all agree on that. These people are so talented, I can't even begin to tell you, not only with, with singing, but dancing. I thought the dancing for Spirited was completely off the charts, and why are we seeing dancing? I have to tell you that every Ryan Reynolds movie I have watched, yeah, for some reason, there's diversity in 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 the cast, and there's always this Indian person. <laughs> I had, there's always this Desi person, and this movie also has a Desi person played by none other than Sunita Mani, right? And she she ends up hooking up with him finally. You know, they marry or whatever in the movie. But what a wonderful uh, diverse cast it was, and not only diverse cast. Uh, of, of main characters and supporting characters, but also the backup characters. It was just amazing, 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 amazing to watch. I noticed uh, that too about the backup dancers. Um, everybody was very diverse, but the only the unifying thing was how talented they were. Their dancing was really incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And in this movie, I have to tell our listeners and our viewers that Will Ferrell stars as the ghost of Christmas Present, while Reynolds is a guy called Clint Briggs, who's a social media maven with deep-rooted issues and a very big attitude problem. And I love Ryan Reynolds with attitude problems because he, he's inherently so funny. And I bet a lot of his scenes and a lot of his dialogues is so organic that nobody nobody can write those. He, he probably came up with them himself. And of course, there is a great Octavia Spencer as Briggs' assistant uh, in this movie. And uh, Sunita Money, uh, as we I think there was even a cameo by Jimmy Fallon. Was that right? Yeah, Jimmy Fallon cameo. Jimmy yeah. Fallon, a little cameo came in. So Fall I mean, Fallon had a little cameo. Judy Dench had a Judy little Dench cameo. Had a great there's a cameo. joke about Judy Dench, and I thought <laughs> it was so funny. Well, uh, the the ghost of Christmas Present, which is Will Ferrell, is telling R Reynolds his own story, and there are times between them, the chemistry is amazing. Uh, between the two of them, There's, there are times when the ghost has come to uh, come to change Will Ferrell, but he goes down. He, he literally gets changed himself because <laughs> because of how good this guy is, uh, this Briggs guy is. And there's a scene where he's telling him about his life and saying, "I've been around for two hundred years," and the guy's like, "Seriously, <laughs> literally?" So he takes him back in time and two hundred years back. Um, they go back and they go to where he was living and the life. So it's basically Scrooge, you know, the guy was Scrooge. So um, then there's Judy Dench walking around and, and Ryan Reynolds' characters like Clint Briggs is like, isn't that Judy Dench? <laughs> well, first, yeah, she was here even then. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, we can't stop laughing. Like we said earlier, this was Apple TV spirited. Definitely go check it out. Apple TV's been coming out with some great little films, you know, here and there. And we just talked about spirited film that we all love and remember. Really hope you watch it around this holiday time. But we're going to be transitioning into a little bit of a different medium. We, we we cover these kinds of shows every now and then when they come out. But there is one guy in particular, whenever he comes out with a new show, we will always cover him. And that's Veerdas. So on Netflix, Veerdas came out with a new stand-up comedy special called Landing. And we're here to talk about this show. So for those of you that may remember, Veerdas actually had a, quite a bit of backlash from India. You know, there were a lot of kind of cancel campaigns, you know, towards him with his his style of i'm, I'm going to say in air quotes attacking india but really it's just kind of enraging indian nationalists well he's back on the stage in new york with actually quite a full house so if that doesn't show you how much people really like this guy then i don't know what but in this special and for Virdas landing he's really just talking a lot about you know his upbringing as well as like finding good ways to relate to like the Gen Z audience um, in 2022. So there's a lot of jokes, you know, about billionaire CEOs. Um, there's a lot of, you know, jokes about white doctors versus Indian doctors that absolutely landed. Uh, the, you know, the venue was laughing very hard. But, you know, I think one thing that I really liked is like, I had never really seen or paid too much attention to Virdas prior to this, but I was able to like, really find a way to relate to many of the jokes that he was saying. Like, I think one of the jokes that um, really stood out to me was he was saying that he would trust an Indian engineer before he would a white doctor because he wants a cheap solution uh, really, really fast. Um, and, you know, just going with the Indian engineer, you're going to get that. Um, but nonetheless, this is a pretty good show. Um, from what I've heard, his previous shows were like a little bit more edgier. Um, I, I can tell that his tone was a little dialed back um, in this one, just because when he talks about like two Indias, he typically gets a lot of backlash, especially from those that are saying like, you know, don't don't tell me or don't tell me, you know, an OG um, Indian, you know, now either moved to the United States or still in India. Don't don't tell me what my uh, country is like if you haven't lived in the country, you know, those years back. But at the same time, many still find it, you know, very relatable, find them to be funny jokes. Um, but I would just love to hear like Mira or Tasha's take on this. I don't know if you were able to watch the show, but um, as someone who's not very like educated on Virdas or like some of his uh, you know jokes, for this being my first one, I quite liked it. But um, I didn't know what you guys' thoughts were on this. No, I haven't watched it, of course, because you were watching it, and I let it let you do it. But um, you know, Virdas has had a troubled history with. Um, with the Indian audience, uh, he's he's of course a comedian. He's an actor. He's a uh, he's also a singer, by the way. So uh, he uh, his comedy is very intelligent. If you go to any of his shows, you'll realize that he's not your normal, you know, bad joke guy. He, his jokes are really intelligent. He thinks through his jokes. He's he's organically funny. Um, but over the last few years, we've seen him, um, you know, uh, he, he, Netflix has released a lot of his um, uh, his uh, shows, for example, and I remember 2020, it was a, it was a, um, it was, uh, it was a show called um, Fresh Off the Boat that, um, um, you know, he, 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 um, he had a recurring role there. And then another one uh, in Whiskey Cavalier, he had a recurring role as, as well. But uh, uh, 
but I think his biggest was when he posted his to India's clip to YouTube, uh, well, based on his monologue at the Kennedy Center in DC. And uh, it the, the audience actually gave him a standing ovation for the to India's clip. And but what the Indian government did after that was multiple criminal complaints against him, including he had allegations of sedition. So he was so worried that he might go to go straight to prison when he landed in Mumbai. So he actually he said he said um, actually attended when um, when he came back from Mumbai after that after the pandemic the first show that he did uh, in San Francisco I was there, and I remember him saying that I stopped shaving I started doing push ups and you know um, you know it's just how how free is free speech was was the entire question that. Uh, um, that he asked, um, uh, but but he's one of those comedians in India who's who's afraid of being arrested or being framed very quickly, um, and you know uh, he's 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 funny. He's uh, he's uh, he's totally uh, you know intelligent about it. However, I I think that he's getting the the rough end of the stick by cancellations and everything else that comes his way just because he's honest yeah so, and you know like uh, i think i think like right now too like you know indian comics are kind of in a in a weird position because you know we have comedians like kunal kamra uh, manawaru uh apologies on the pr pronunciation but uh, manawaru uh, faruqi uh tom nebat um and other like comedians alike who you know are getting into jail yeah, either Manoor Faruqi went to jail for for a joke that he was planning to tell. He right. hadn't even he hadn't even told the joke. Right, exactly. And so you know, I, whenever I'm watching this, like, and I'm you know kind of reading up on who Virdas is and like what his previous shows were, I definitely could tell he was a bit dialed back in this one. Now, not so much so where he just wasn't telling any jokes, you know, geared towards India, but more so to where he definitely found a little bit of a different kind of corner of comedy to, you know, start doing. And that was, you know, kind of what's trending right now, just like Gen Z comedy as what I would particularly title it. But my overall thoughts, it's a very funny uh, stand-up comedy show. If you're a fan of Virdas, you're definitely going to enjoy this because um, he seems to have a very big audience, especially here in the U.S. So I'm very happy to see Netflix be pushing these shows, you know, out for us because it's just different. I'm used to, you know, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr. Virdas is very different. I had a very good time watching this. But nonetheless, so I know one you, thing. Did I, you did you trade your data for dopamine? <laughs> I, I did not trade i just got done reviewing beardos landing talked a lot about kind of what's happening in the indian comic space but we're going to be switching to our next little insertion here we're going to talk about rocket gang now this review is written by tasha this was actually her um i believe her first review with us and boy did we give her quite the assignment because let me just tell you she did not enjoy this movie and we're just gonna let her have it you know to kind of go for the throat here. Tasha, what, what, what would you think about this movie? Uh, you know, tell me all about it. All right. Buckle up folks. Um, <laughs> you know, this was not great. It just, it wasn't a great film. So as I understand it, let's give you a little plot summary, right? It's about these five 20 something friends, um, who win this kind of trip to someplace called Wonder Villa. And they find out that it's not exactly a free vacation. It's more like a revenge plot against them because they've somehow murdered five children in a bus. And uh, the kids come back as ghosts and they want to kind of get revenge on these people. 
So the whole thing is dance themed. It's supposed to be, it's about these kids, they enter a dance competition. Their name is Rocket Gang. They're really, really phenomenal dancers. I don't know where they found these kids because I was so impressed. Um, because also the director is a, is a dance director. Yeah, as I understand it. Yeah. yeah, he's been a choreographer for about 20 years. Um, you know, maybe he should stick to choreographing. Um, but, you know, just there were a lot of problems with the movie. I found a lot of things that were very problematic, like uh, children dying in a bus and crying for their mom was excruciatingly sad. Um, you know, it just like I mentioned before, uh, I studied film. So I think some of that criticism kind of gets in my head a little. But boy, was it hard to sit through this thing. Um, there were just the acting was off. You know, the plot didn't really make a lot of sense. It was very difficult to follow. You know, it, it's pitched as family friendly, but I couldn't decide if it was actually family friendly or not because uh, there are a lot of things in here that were just not okay. I wouldn't want my kids yeah, to watch. I was going to say, what's what's with a lot of films recently, like making these, like, I'm not going to say gruesome, but just like like emotionally hard scenes to watch. Because I know Emma and I have seen our fair share of those in some movies recently. And like, there's just these scenes that like could be toned back way more and like make more sense like just make the movie overall better but i don't know you There's know been... you know at times it's like do we have to watch it and you know but between us it's it's work we have to yeah. watch it as a part of work and sometimes we're like do we have to and then yeah. you know this a one-liner for the, these circumstances is thank us because 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 we watch it so you don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> watch it so you don't have to. I think that should be our new slogan. We should make t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I yeah, the movie was not it was not that great. But you know, it was somebody's directorial debut. Like I hope maybe he learns from the experience. The kids were phenomenal. Everyone else needs help. But uh, yeah, maybe as I wrote on my review, might give it a negative five stars. <laughs> yeah, Tasha definitely said a hard pass for Rocket Gang. And honestly, like, after hearing that you're going to have to watch kids, you know, in turmoil and die and like... Just, I couldn't decide ah. if it was like, if it was just stupid or sad, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. How, was the how was the choreograph, at least? Because you said the kids were phenomenal dancers, you know? What about all the yeah. other um, choreograph moments in this? Like, like was it supposed them... to be... Sorry, go well, ahead. Like, what was it supposed to be? I think I'll give the dancing a lot of credit. It, that was pretty cool. You know, it centered around a dance competition. Mira, maybe you can tell me if this is a, an actual dance competition. I think it was Dance India Dance. Yeah, I think it's it's just based on actual the, competition. Yeah. yeah, but so the dancers were all great. There were several groups in there. I wish they had more screen time, to be honest with you. We didn't need quite so many slow-mo motions of things that made no sense, you know. But the dancers, the dancers should have been highlighted a lot more. Choreography was great. Plotline was terrible. Yeah, well, yeah. we definitely hope to see lots of developments with um, this new director coming soon. Maybe there'll be a return to choreo. We don't know. And for our last little little review here, we're going to be talking about It's a Wonderful Afterlife by Rindir Shah does. Um, you know, overall, I, I think there's some interesting things coming out around this time of the year. You know, when it, when it comes to December, a lot of big releases come out, a lot of interesting releases come out. And I'm going to give it away to um, to to kind of walk us through this one and well, give okay. us give us the so, overview so from a woman who actually made something like bend it like beckham i don't know if you guys you, you guys are old enough to have watched bend it like beckham you've watched bend it like beckham it's a classic Come it's on. a classic 
Yes. It's a classic. And Michael, have you watched Bender Light Beckham? If you haven't, you should watch hey, Bender Light Beckham. We're growing the must-watch list. It's going right there at number one. Yep, right so, to the top. Gurinder Chadha is the same woman who gave us Bender Light Beckham. And then I was expecting a lot from It's a Wonderful Life. But originally, this movie released theaters in 2010, by the way. And it finally found its way to Prime Video, where I got, it got my attention. Gurinder Chadha? must watch because remember all her other movies are bride and bread prejudice and and Baji on the beach and they're all cult classics right they're the british cult classics of indianisms right so i was expecting the same thing here and the only thing i loved about the movie the only thing i loved about it, i have a new guy on my hunk hot list his name is oh. sendel ramamurthy oh. and here we go sendel, when he smiles my heart flips seriously flips Aww. and then I realized that Sindhal, Sindhal Ramamurthy was uh, Never Have I Ever. He plays Davy's father in Never Have I Ever and he is so handsome. He's so handsome. But uh, this movie follows a woman called Mrs. Satie who lives in South Hall, London and Mrs. Satie uh, has an issue. She has a daughter called Rupi and Rupi uh, is, just can't meet a good Indian match. And she's tried very hard, but everybody who looks at Ruby says she's fat and she doesn't even wax a mustache. So how how are we going to marry her? So that's the issue that Mrs. Sethi has. And then all the people who have either ridiculed Ruby or rejected her end up dead in some way or form. And the way he kills them is, um, you know, how, how the killer kills them is a spicy curry. It's inhumanly <laughs> spicy curry. And that's the weapon of choice for Mrs. Sethi. Mrs. Sethi is played by the great Chipana Azmi. And uh, Rupi is played by the great Goldie Note. And these are amazing actors. Now, what happens is all of a sudden there's, a, there's, a, there's an event in Mrs. Sethi's life. And when we realize it's Mrs. Sethi who's really creating the spicy curry is when all the people that she's killed come back as ghosts because they can't move on to the other life because of some reason um but, but they can move on and reincarnate but they can move on and reincarnate if mrs Sadie herself dies but she says i will die once ruby is married <laughs> so now there is this and classic auntie story. fashion and there, there are these ghosts that she's killed, one of them with a tandoori chicken skewer in their oh head, one with a rolling pin on their head. So all these ghosts are walking around with her, and she's literally having conversations with these ghosts, and they're trying to, now all the ghosts help her to get Rupi married. And in comes this really handsome cop, Sandal Krishnamurti Kalaraj. And they're like, he's good. And all the Punjabi ghosts are like, he's good, but he's a little dark. <laughs> like Indians do. So this entire I think one thing this... that like like makes this just look like an interesting watch right off the bat is like the ensemble they have for the people that were died and that like came back, right? Like the costume, everything. Like, how did that land? Was it like very like the costumes are crazy because they're literally walking around with skewers in a head? One person, uh, one, one person died of dough, dough in his mouth. So it almost reminds so me of like the success. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, like people like Rocky Horror for the same reason, right? Like you have the ensemble of like the back, the background, and everything. Like they're just all wacky people. Like you know, I, I definitely am getting this vibe from this one as well. I mean, I don't know how this one went, you know, so unlooked in 2010 because now it's on Amazon, and I can, I can 100 say we found a hidden gem here at Daisy's Life. It was a hidden gem, but you know what? I really, really was expecting a bended eye Beckham because that's what we expected Durinder Cheddar. It's not bending that low. Okay, so there, there are issues that I have with the movie. Obviously, it was made in 2010 and they weren't refined enough or people weren't thinking, you know, so much feminism at that point in time. But the whole idea of the movie is that, that she's fat and she has a mustache, all right? But the moment she starts wearing sexy clothes and she gets rid, rid of the mustache and puts on makeup, uh, everybody falls for her. She's getting she's getting men falling for her left, right, and center. And I think that is a stereotype that I, in storytelling, would avoid in 2022. Uh, I think it made it people really didn't care so much, or they didn't think through these things in 2010 while storytelling. But yeah, she had to be she had to look sexy for men to fall for her, and that is sad, right? It's sad, but I also think it was a lot of our experiences, older gen, like older generation, my generation. I remember being a chubby child with a mustache and it was pretty bad. So, you know, I think younger kids, they didn't have to deal with that a lot, which is fantastic. I'm really glad for them. But like, yeah. this, totally I, like I remember my, my, my mom telling me, telling me waxing my mustache all the way to 10th class and I'm getting ridiculed at school and she just wouldn't get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does, does this film kind of, in a way, like, you know, bring comedy to those to those types of things? Or does it feel a little out of touch? Like, would you say it's, like, a good way to, like, make joke of, like, maybe those experiences that, um, you know, women have gone through when they were a kid? Or, like, like I said earlier, is it slightly out of touch? Like, it feels uncomfortable to watch? I don't think so. It's just the story of Mrs. Satie and Rupi Satie and yep. how Rupi Satie can get married till she dresses up well. And this boy literally loves her even when she doesn't. I mean, then they show this Raj is actually falling, genuinely falling in love with her while he's pretending to date her because he's investigating the case because all the dead people have one thing in common. The Satis, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so so I think it's a funny movie, but gosh, Sandal Ramamurti is so handsome so handsome so handsome he's gonna be there forever he's he's ryan reynolds category i mean there, there are scenes in which he smiles and i'm like <laughs> he smiled <laughs> he hey did. shout out so, sinhil ramamurthy because you just made a hunk hot list we hope you like that song because we always like that song because we're back here on red white and brown brought to you by dc's live on radio cindy 1550 a.m and man this is a great session. I was just talking about how all of these movies here were, were just, you know, a they were a pleasure to watch minus, you know, maybe 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 one, but we, we won't bash that one too much more. Uh, you know, just just to kind of recap, you know, today's show, you know, we started out with Spirited on Apple TV. Apple TV is producing some great bangers. So head that way. Watch Ryan Reynolds. Watch Rolf Farrell on the on the on the TV. You know, we watched Beardoss Landing on Netflix, a great little stand-up comedy show. Rocket Gang on Z5, don't watch it. And it's a wonderful afterlife on Prime Video. A nice little hidden gem that we, you know, have resurfaced. We really hope that actually, you know, this movie kind of resurfaces in a very good way because, you know, I don't know if a lot of people are covering that right now. But nonetheless, great episode. Guys, we want to welcome Tasha here just because Tasha, 
is great at the reviews. I mean, you've heard our Rocket Gang review. Go read it if you found that funny. It's on our website. And speaking of our website, go visit daisies.live. Let us know all your thoughts on all of our reviews, as well as visit our Instagram, Daisy's Livegram, or Twitter, Daisy's Live, and let us know your thoughts because we always love to engage with our audience. We always take your thoughts into consideration. But until then, we're signing off. Take care. Uh -huh.